0: Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. This is Paul speaking. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming you have heard about the administration of God's grace that he gave to me for you. The mystery, everybody say mystery. The mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have briefly written above. By reading this, you are able to understand my insight in the mystery of Christ. This was not made known to people in other generations. It is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and partners in the promise in Christ Jesus. The title of my message this morning is The Mysteries in the Bible. The Oxford Dictionary defines a mystery as something that is difficult or impossible to understand or explain. One of the mysteries in my life right now is that my boys, my baby little boys, They were like this, looking at me like this. They are now taller than me. And then they have these big voices when they speak to me. Sometimes I think it's their dad talking to me. And I'm like, how did this happen? My little baby, she was like this. Like my baby. I have a hard time to believe it. She can fit in my clothes. She can wear my shoes. That can be a problem sometimes, but it's a secret. You shouldn't know about this. But... This is a mystery. How did that happen? I don't know. It's a mystery. So there are mysteries in the Bible that are difficult to understand. They are logically inexplicable. So let's go to the Bible. Exodus 1, 15 to 19 says, the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, the first whose name was Shipra, and the second whose name was Pua. When you help the Hebrew women, give birth, observe them as they deliver. If the child is a son, kill him. But if it's, it is a daughter, she may leave. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt had told them. They let the boys leave. So the king of Egypt summoned the midwife and asked them, why have you done this and let the boys live? The midwife said, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. For they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife get to them. Verse 20 said, So God was good to the midwife and the people multiplied and became numerous. As we just read, the midwife, the midwife did not do that. What they did though, is that the Bible says here, is they decided not to do what the king had told them to do. But here is the mystery now. The king found out that what? They did not do that, the boys lived. And so he called them and he's like, hey, how, what happened? No, the king doesn't speak like this. He's like, what happened? <laughs> Hear the midwives? The, the, the midwife said, the Hebrew women, they are not like the Egyptian women. They give birth before we get to them is this true is this true it's a mystery and then it says in verse 20 that the Lord was good to the midwives meaning the Lord was happy with them mystery how could God be good to these women even though they lie they lied you and I, is it me only? Oh, you guys can tell it's the truth. <laughs> it's a lie. But let's keep going. Let's go to Acts 9, 10 to 16. So we pick up in verse 10 when it says, Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling, Ananias, yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there... Ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He's praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. Verse 16 says, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. This whole passage is a mystery, to say the least. But I want to focus on uh, verse 15 and 16. So, I would say that it makes sense if God would say, uh, Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentile and to the king as well as to people of Israel. That's enough, right? He would have said that and good. Good God. Yeah, we like that. But here's the mystery now. God says in verse 16, Paul must suffer for his name's sake. In other words, Paul's calling includes suffering. Now, why would a good God call someone to suffer? Mysteries. Mysteries. Why? He's a good God. God, you're so good. Why would he call someone to suffer? Mysteries. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew 13, 10 to 12. His disciple came and asked him, why do you use parable when you talk to people to the people he replied you are permitted to understand these secrets of the kingdom of heaven but others are not to those who listen to my teaching more understanding will be given to them and they will have an abundance of knowledge but those who are not listening even that little understanding they have will be taken away from them here the disciples were were confused they were like well This is not making sense. Jesus, um, they're confused because Jesus was speaking in parables. In a group of people, he's speaking in parables. And so they want to ask me, they're like, Jesus, this stuff you're saying, they're really cool, really, really cool. But not everybody's getting the point. Can you like, why are you speaking in parables? And then Jesus says, he says, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom, but not others. Here's the mystery now, isn't, it the, isn't this the point? Isn't the, the, it isn't logical to speak clearly to your audience so they can understand what you're saying? Hmm? Yes, Yes. we know they came there because the, of the miracles, but they are there. Isn't this the right time to talk to them clearly so they can understand so they can change and become followers of Jesus Christ? Mystery. He chose to hide things, things for, to some people. Mystery. Mysteries. The Trinity is a mystery. Speaking in tongues, mysteries. Miracles, mysteries. Now, let's go back to the first uh, scripture we read in Ephesians 3. We're going to go from verse 4 to 6. By reading this, you are able to understand my insight into the insight into the mystery of Christ. This was not made to pe- known to people in other generation, as it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophet by the Spirit. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body and partners in the same promise in Jesus Christ through the gospel. NLT says: Six. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe in the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body. Both enjoy the promise of blessing because they belong to Jesus. Here Paul is telling the people that the Gentile, as soon as they believe, they become one with the Jew. But the Hebrew, the Jews were like, uh-uh. This is not true. Uh-uh. We are the chosen people. We ask as Jews. How can you say that? We are the chosen people. We are the one who are worthy to receive. the new. But Paul is saying no. As soon as anybody believes in Jesus, we become all one. The Jews, they don't understand this. So, so Pastor Christel, you're talking to us about mysteries. So why? Why mysteries? Explain to us now. I'm glad you asked. So on the one hand, we see Jesus hiding information from people. So Jesus is hiding information from some people. And on the other hand, we see him sending Paul to people who do not deserve to hear the message. That itself is a mystery. What should we do with mysteries in the Bible? What should we do when we read the Bible and fail to understand some concepts and principle? What do we do? Why would the good God add confusion to a letter he sent us? Why? Why not just make it simple and clear for to understand? Why? You know why? God created us with free will. Free will gives us the ability to love. Love requires a choice. God wants us to choose him. That's why we have mysteries in the Bible. It's because for those who choose God, mysteries should lead to something called hunger. So if you choose God, it should lead you to hunger for God. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who hunger. There are two ways we respond to mystery. Either with this mission, you say, mm, I don't understand it, therefore I don't want to listen to it. Oh, I just don't want to. Mm, I don't. Or we become curious. God is looking for those who are curious about the mysteries in the Bible. Mysteries should induce hunger in you, not dismissal. The moment you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes in you and he starts working spiritual hunger in you. Spiritual hunger is the desire to know more about Jesus. Mysteries are in the Bible. They are supposed to pull you to Jesus. When you see mystery in the word of God, you are supposed to ask questions. You're supposed to ask questions. Why is this here? I don't understand this. What is this? Sometimes I even write in my Bible. Really? (laughs) I took my Bible. I gave her my Bible and she was like, she was reading the story of Job. And she was not happy about the story of Job at all. And then she found where I said, is this really his fault? I literally wrote, and she goes, mama, yeah. She came to me and we were venting. We're like, seriously, this is not fair. Why? (laughs) You know, mysteries are designed to activate your curiosity, our hunger to know God. Mysteries are designed to draw you to God, not to push you away. The enemy wants to use the mystery in the Bible to push you away from God. But God put mystery in His Word to draw your curiosity to know Him more. So, the right place for you to bring questions is in the presence of God. If you have the question, God is not scared of your question. Bring them in His presence. We should go back to God and wrestle with difficult questions in the Bible. Not every question will have an intellectual answer. Some question will require that you read the Bible passage many times. Pray about it and then read it again before you understand why, what they mean. When I became a Christian, someone gave me a Bible, a really cute French Bible. I started to read. I did not understand anything. But I just wanted to know God. I just wanted to know about this God. I kept reading and I found myself in the book of Philippians. If you ask me what's my favorite book in the Bible, Philippians, because that's the only book I understood. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, is make, this makes sense, I like this one. And I stayed in Philippians for years. I'm telling you, for years, for years. I stayed in Philippians, because that was the only book that makes sense uh, to me. I took the things that I understood, and I wrestled with God with the things I did not understand. Now, don't say, Pastor I understand everything in the Bible, lie. I do not understand everything in the Bible, but the more I read, the more I understand, but I don't just read. I pray before I read because the Bible is not an intellectual book. It's a spiritual book. Praying before you read opens your spirit to the Holy Spirit to speak to you in the way that your own mind cannot understand. So hunger leads to spiritual understanding. That's what we call revelation. Ephesians 3, 3 says, the mystery was made known to me by revelation. As I have briefly written to you, the mystery was made known to me by revelation. Revelation is the ability to understand beyond logic. It's a whisper. I call it a, a whisper from God. Revelation is when God gives you an understanding about things or situation you could never understand naturally. If you always are trying to understand everything in the Bible by logic, oh, my friend, you will be in lots of trouble. Your natural understanding will sometimes get lost because some things in the Bible do not make sense. Logically, Uh uh-uh, doesn't make sense. Why? Because the Bible is not just a physical book. It is also a spiritual book. There are things in there you can only believe if you understand the spiritual realm. That's where revelation comes in. Understanding beyond logic, understanding beyond the natural. The more you hunger for God, the more you come closer to Him, the more you get revelation. Jeremiah 26, uh, 26 29, uh, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Keyword seek me with all your heart. Understanding God's mystery is not for distracted. Uh Uh-uh. Or those who give some attention. Uh Uh-uh. It's for those who give their full attention. Those who seek him with all their heart. That is why Jesus spoke in parable. Because the person who really, really wanted to know what Jesus was saying would come close and be like, Jesus, really, tell me, I don't understand. Please explain. I don't get it. Then that shows God that you have hunger. Jesus was looking for those who were hungry, not just an audience. Jesus was looking for those who were searching with all their heart, not those who came for miracles only or those who came to challenge him. He is still looking for those who are hungry. God will reveal the truth to those who are hungry and thirsty for it. So how hungry are you? How long does your hunger stay? How long? How far would you go to feed your hunger for God? How far? This is clear. You cannot understand God or the Bible by your logic brain only. It was not meant to be like that. It does not mean that the whole Bible is a mystery. So don't get that wrong. That's not what it means. But there are mysteries in there in the Bible. And the only way to understand the mysteries is by revelation. And revelation is a product of spiritual hunger. Moses waited 40 days to receive the first revelation of the 10 commandment. And then he waited another 40 to receive the second set who can eh, without, without eating. No wonder when he came, he was shining because people were like, wow, how long are you willing to wait to hear from God? How long are you willing to research? We are living in a generation of instant stuff. Everything is instant this day. You need to wait. You need to wait. You need to search. You need to pray. You need to read. You need to wait again, pray again, read again, sometimes fast until you receive the revelation from God. Those who spend time with God, learn the secrets of God. God only trusts those who seek him with all their heart. So hunger leads to revelation. And revelation leads to faith in God. Luke 17, 5-6. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. This is Jesus saying, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, the Lord said, "Um, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. That is a mustard seed. That that big thing is a finger of of a person. And that's... Look how small that is. Do you think we really have a problem of faith? Look how small. Is that really the problem? That's really tiny. I don't think that's a problem. I think we have a problem of revelation. I think we do not have an issue to believe. We have an issue to believe in God. Because we put our faith in our natural understanding. Everyone believes in something. Faith is not an issue. We often believe in what we understand. Yes, if you understand it, yeah, makes sense. It's not that we don't have faith. That's very small, I'm telling you. You have faith. We have faith in things we understand and we struggle with mysteries. We do. We struggle with mystery. Some people say, oh, no, it's not true. Jesus did not raise, raise You know, but people say no. He did not. That's not scientifically possible. Why? They have faith in science. They believe that's not possible. It's not that they don't have faith. They have faith, but they have faith in science. Science says it is impossible for someone to resurrect. By revelation, we believe that not only Jesus, we believe in not only in Jesus' resurrection, but the resurrection of all the saints that's faith. So if you think demons are imaginary or angels are not real, they are just fairy tale, I think you need revelation. You do need revelation. Others don't believe in divine miracles. Some say that the miracle have ceased. The problem is not faith. The problem is revelation. People react differently to mysteries in the gospel or in the Bible. Some dismiss it because they don't understand it. Others wrestle with it until they get the revelation. So my encouragement this morning is do not dismiss the word of God. Read it. If you don't understand it, just go wrestle with it with God. Like for example, speaking in tongues. You may not understand it. Yeah, it's fine. We might, but don't dismiss it because you do not understand it. Just wrestle with it go back to God and be like, I do not. I remember we were talking to a friend of us about speaking in tongue, and you can tell he was like. <laughs> but no. Why? He does not have the revelation yet. And we were telling him, do not dismiss it. Just wrestle with it with God. Just tell him, I do not get this thing. Help me, Lord. You have the right to go to God and wrestle with him with difficult questions. You know, we cannot box God in We cannot set parameters for him. There will always be something we don't understand about God. And that's where faith is needed. God is complex that no one of us can claim to comprehend him. But we can trust his word to be true even when we do not understand it. So if you read the Bible and don't understand something, ask God to reveal the meaning to you. Hey. Say, I don't understand what you're saying. How can this rebel woman lie and you say you're good to them? Please tell me, Lord. I know lying is bad, but mm, tell me. Go to him. God is not scared of your question. He's not scared of you. (laughs) Please, don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that natural understanding is not important. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying revelation is more important. I cannot explain why I believe the Trinity, but I do. I do. I believe God in three three persons. I, I do. But I, but I don't know how to explain it to you. Don't ask me to explain it to you, please. Ask Pastor Mike. <laughs> I'm not saying we should just believe or things blindly, but when I fail to logically understand something, I trust God. I really trust God. Faith in God leads to impact. Faith is the only currency that is acceptable in God's kingdom. God's transaction is in faith. People of God trade in faith. Faith is the only magnet that draws God to the scene. Our offering to God without faith are useless. Yeah, useless. Our service to God without faith are useless. God is looking for faith in us. Once he finds it, he acts. Faith moves God. Offerings with faith bring God's blessing. Prayer with faith generates answers. Ministry with faith generates miracle. Mysteries induce hunger. Hunger induces revelation. Revelation induces faith. And faith generates impact. Most people are turned away from God when they come across mysteries in the in their journey of faith but mystery are really designed to lead us to miracles they really are mystery were designed to lead us to hunger hunger to searching searching to revelation revelation to faith in God and faith generates miracles now not all mysteries will be solved here on earth not all of them we'll never understand everything about God or the Bible but If we choose to wrestle with it, it will lead us to trust. And then trust, trusting God will lead us to impact. So this morning, I'm going to ask you a question again. How hungry are you? How hungry are you? How curious are you about the word of God? Hmm? Do you see it just like a normal book? Trust me, it's not. How teachable are you? You know, when we're encouraging people, attend Connect Group, attend Sunday Service. That shows, that shows the level of your hunger. If you feel like, no, I, can, I have to be at Connect Group. Not that uh, in, a, in a legalistic way. You feel like, I'm gonna, I, I want to be there. I am going to learn more. But I'm hungry. When someone's hungry, yeah, have you seen me when I'm hungry? Do not see me when I'm hungry. Ask Iris, she'll tell you. Go to church. Go to connect. Ask questions. God is not, again. God is not afraid of your question or afraid of you. Ask him all the questions that you have. Build a culture of spending time with God daily. Let not let not a day pass without you spending time with God. Not because it's like, oh my God, if, that's, if I don't spend time with God today, it's gonna kill me. No, not like that. Because when I am with Him, He tells me his secrets. You know, I, I come back, you know, stronger and better and bold and know my identity. Build that culture. Do not let that pass. How hungry are you? Church, we want us to be hungry for God. Go to Jesus and ask him these difficult questions. I don't understand this. What does it mean? Can you explain to me? Really? Oh my God. Go to God like that. So I'm going to pray for us this morning. I'm going to pray that God would just give us this hunger to know him. To know him more and more every day. To spend time with him. To give everything we can to spend time with him. Don't let anything take your attention away from him. Is that okay? I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory and honor. Because you God, you want to speak to us, Lord. Lord, we want to be hungry for you, Father. Build Create a hunger in our hearts, oh Lord, so we can know you more, so we can know the mysteries of your kingdom, so we can understand the difficult question, so we can know what you want to tell us, Father. And we all are going through different type of situation. Every one of us going through something that only you have the answer, Father God. Lord, we pray that you create in us a spiritual hunger, mighty God. Let us be hungry, Father God, hungry to hear from you, hungry to receive from you, hungry Father to hear from you, mighty God. Let us all be hungry to read your word, Father God to read and understand what you're trying to tell us. Lord, let us be hungry to see others come to knowledge of you. Mighty God. Let us be hungry father to see your move in the church. Your revival in the church. Let us be hungry to see your signs and wonders. Mighty God. Let us see everything that's in the Bible. The Bible says you're the same yesterday, today and forever. Let us see it. Mighty God. Let it be tangible in the name of Jesus.